0: Come Holy Spirit, come Lord, with your grace and your mercy and your power, give you permission to do and speak whatever you desire. Lord, may our minds and hearts and souls be fertile soil, that your word, the word of life, will bear great fruit in our lives. Illuminate these scriptures, these great mysteries for us, convict and console our hearts, speak for your servants are listening. Hail Mary. Mary. Full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. How long, O Lord, I cry for help, but you do not listen. I cry out violence, but you do not intervene. Why do you let me see ruin? Why must I look at misery? Destruction and violence are before me. There is strife and clamorous discord. First reading today from the prophet Habakkuk, we hear this. This is really the the cry of every human heart in the midst of great suffering, particularly people of faith. And this question of of suffering, of evil enters into our lives in a really profound way, then it, it pierces us. And it calls to mind this question, like, Lord, if you are so good, then then how does this particular evil or or any evil exist? How come my grandmother is still sick? How come folks are still hungry? I mean, we just just list things out. How long, O Lord, I cry out, you do not hear me. If you haven't prayed that prayer or some form of it yet, then you really pretty much have never prayed. Uh, or just wait, you will. Because this, this enters, right? This, this cuts at the core of our lives It's here. And this mystery of the goodness of God and, and the reality of, of suffering is hard for us to kind of put together. And the, the simple fact of it is there's, there's no kind of cute little way that we got to get it all figured out and everything is fine. And there's, there's no nice little formula. But what is the Lord's response To the prophet. He says, Then the Lord answered me and said, Write down the vision clearly upon the tablets, so that one can read it readily. For the vision still has time, presses on to fulfillment, and will not disappoint. If it delays, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not be late. The rash one has no integrity, but the just one, because of his faith, shall live like the Lord says write down the vision put it down the promises of God put them down and where does he say to put them down on the tablets speaking write them in stone a place where they're going to last because when we're in the midst of, of trial and trouble we need to remember the promises of God and this is the beautiful gift of the scriptures for us Like go to them. We need to go to them when difficulty arises. When we cry out in our hearts, to be reminded of the power of the promises of the Lord. But then we we also have to wrestle with this fact. You know, He says, "Wait for it." (laughs) What? Wait? Why wait? Again, Lord, don't you see what I'm going through? Don't you see that this is, this is good, what I'm asking for? I'm not asking for something that's not good. Why do I need to wait? Why not give it now? Why not give it now? This great mystery, again, of the, the Lord waiting. We read Scripture. It's consistently there. The Lord makes a promise. We come to him. We're waiting. The wrestling that's there. And bringing us back to this question. And why suffering? Now, there's no, we mentioned it, right? There's no like nice little answer, but but what we can see in Scripture and in the life of Christ, that the Lord only allows suffering, the Lord only allows evil in order to bring about a greater good. That's That's a summation of a long, like there are tons of theology books that are written on this, but that's a summation. The Lord only allows it. He only allows Good Friday for the sake of Easter Sunday. Only that there is a greater good and a greater glory that will come from it. Now, sometimes we're we're invited into this prayer of the prophet Habakkuk, right? Like, Lord, where are you? What's going on? And then he's speaking. He's inviting us to to pray and to intercede. And sometimes we're going to see the fruits of that. We're going to see the fruits of our our deep longing prayer and trusting and persevering with the Lord. We think of the classic example of St. Monica and St. Augustine. I Monica is just praying for decades, not a couple days, not a couple weeks, not a couple years, decades for her son. Like, Lord, just please turn him to you. Turn him to you. And then finally, Augustine has this huge conversion, becomes this incredible saint, and those tears and that pain and that longing of Monica, the persevering pain of this prayer, bears great fruit. And it's beautiful. She gets to see it but we don't always get to see the fruit of our prayer. The Lord promises, the Lord pours forth his grace, but we don't always get to see the fruit. Another story of a woman. She was a French woman who lived not too long ago, Elizabeth Lasserre. She was a Catholic woman, but, you know, just pretty much relatively culturally Catholic, a good Catholic woman, but but wasn't like a uber-Catholic by any means whatsoever, just like, man, you know, I'm Catholic, I'm practice my faith, but here we are doing our thing, was engaged to a man who was also Catholic, but not long before their marriage, she found out that basically he was an atheist, like he didn't believe anymore. She's like, oh, I don't know about this. It's probably not a good idea. But, but she marries him anyway because he was a, he was a good man. And so they're married, and he, some of his friends begin to ridicule Elizabeth for her faith. Like, come on, Elizabeth. You need to let that superstition go. like you just need to let this superstition go. and he even began, even though he loved her in many ways, he even began to kind of ridicule her for her faith, and like, "Come on, Elizabeth, you need to put that stuff down." And so she had this kind of crisis, like, oh, like, what is what is this real?" So she prays more and dives into understand her faith more, and she's like, "No, the Lord is real." and And she becomes a really devout Catholic. Well she gets sick. And she continues to get more and more ill. She's bedridden for years. And the whole time she's praying for her husband. Like, Lord, just let him know you. Let him believe. Give him the grace of conversion. Well, she dies after years of being sick and her husband not converted at all. So after her death, he's reading her diary. He begins to read her diary and he says, you know what? I'm gonna to go to Lord's. He's a doctor, a medical doctor. He's like, I'm gonna to go to Lord's and I'm gonna prove that this is all superstition. Like this is not true. It is it's silliness. So he goes to Lord's, and our lady had a different thing in mind for him. Right? He leaves Lord's with a profound encounter with Christ. A believer. His whole life changed. So after that, he begins to, to speak about God and And then his heart just continues to be converted, so much so that he joins the Dominicans and becomes a Dominican priest. For 27 years, he goes around the world, truly proclaiming the power of faith and speaking about the witness of the persevering prayer of his wife for his soul. She saw no fruit of it on this side of heaven, none. But the Lord, with his grace, right, cooperated with with her prayers that are there. How can we, how can we enter into this prayer of the Prophet? I wonder how many nights Elizabeth, as she's days, as she's on her sickbed, that she's praying with this very prayer, this very piece of scripture from the Prophet. Like, how long, O oh Lord? How long am I offering my suffering? How long am I offering my prayer? Like, how long is it gonna be before my husband turns? I wonder if she was praying that as she died, but then entrusting everything to the Lord. What in our lives, like what in our lives brings about this prayer? We need to go before the Lord with great honesty that's there and and, and trust that he's with us. Recently, I was reading again a story of of a current young woman in her mid-20s, Avera Maria Santo, wonderful young woman. I've had a chance to meet her a couple of times very briefly. She has same-sex attraction, right? And she's like, ah, oh, Lord, like, it serves my heart. I want, to, I want to love you. I want to love you this particular way. And so she's, like, struggling with this, as, as many people do who experience this. And, like, Lord, can, can, can you just take this? Can you change this? Can you fix this? Or whatever, right? And the Lord has not and she has no expectation that he will. But she says, in this, she says, in this great struggle for me, what's been maybe the most difficult thing in my life, She says, I have met the Lord in a profound way in which I would never have met him before. She's seeking to live a life of chastity and communion with Jesus and communion with the teaching of the church in the midst of this. She says, oh my gosh, this is really hard and really difficult. And she cries out this prayer of Habakkuk many times. But she has found in Christ and in his heart the one whom her heart desires. And she says, you know, without this reality, I don't know if I would know the love of the Lord the way that I do now. What, what in our life? What in all of our lives, right? That this thing that we're crying out, Lord, win this, win this. But it, what it does is it places us on our knees before the Lord. It place a great humility. And, and we have to have this eternal perspective, right? If we have this expectation that all of our desires are going to be met here, right, we're setting ourselves up for a really big failure. really big letdown, that we're made for eternity, for heaven. This world is good. We must cultivate the goods of this world and enjoy it and experience great joy here. But we must know ultimately that these promises are ultimately their final fulfillment is in heaven, in communion with the Lord for us. So I want to invite you this week and, and whenever this arises, like write down this passage from the prophet Habakkuk. Write it down. Or you say Habakkuk. You pronounce it both ways. It's all good. Write it down, and then pray with this. And I invite you, when you pray with it, pray with it with Mary at the foot of the cross. like That we're not alone. With Mary at the foot of the cross, crying out this honest prayer of the heart, and then believing, like, if the vision, right, if it takes some time, wait for it. And like, well, wait, he died. No, no wait for it. Well, but he's in the tomb. No. No, wait for it. But, but there's, there's no hope now. No, 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 no. Wait for it. It will come to fulfillment. And then the power. The life-changing, the world-changing, the eternity-changing power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ that we're invited into. At this Mass, at every single moment, Let's pray this prayer, Lord, how long? And then remember the promises that he makes. For the vision still has time, it presses on to fulfillment, and will not disappoint. If it delays, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not be late.